We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hey everyone, this is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really happy that you are here. I'm grateful for the time that you take to listen, to download, and to implement the techniques that we are trying to teach you using the teaching family model, which is the model we use on Smarter Parenting. And you can find these uh, parenting skills for free on our website at smarterparenting.com. Today, we're going to be talking about complex ADHD. And the reason that we're talking about complex ADHD is I have received so many calls from parents in relation to their children's ADHD issues, but they also are addressing additional problems that are occurring. Last week, I had a mother reach out to me about her son. Her son is nine years old. She's noticed that he has some defiant behaviors and that recently he developed a tick in addition to his ADHD. She also has noticed he has some severe mood swings, and she's very worried about him. During our initial call, I talked to her. I asked her a lot of questions, and anyone who has called in for coaching knows the very first visit, I ask a lot of questions, and I probe. I want to know, because the more information I have, the better off I can help you. So as she was explaining this, she stated her son was diagnosed with ADHD when he was six, They've been treating it with uh, medication. He's able to focus in school. However, uh, the ticks were more recent, and the oppositional defiant disorder behavior was also occurring in addition to the mood swings. In our discussion, I started to help her understand that ADHD itself is a diagnosis, and the way that diagnoses work is that a clinician or a physician We'll take the symptoms that are observable, and then they'll come to a conclusion and say, okay, all of these symptoms fit under this umbrella, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADHD, that's, that's how diagnoses work. They look at symptoms, they're able to recognize symptoms that are connected together and form patterns, and those patterns then inform what the diagnosis is. Now, in discussing this with her, It was true. He did have ADHD, according to her reports. However, what's difficult is that there are multiple reasons and multiple issues that may arise in addition to ADHD. So if we're taking symptoms and we're placing them under an umbrella of a diagnosis, there are also going to be other behaviors that exist around it that don't neatly fit underneath that. And sometimes those Other things that are existing that don't fit under that diagnosis can cause huge issues. It's for this reason that complex ADHD came into existence. Complex ADHD reflects our understanding that ADHD comes with more than just what the symptoms are for ADHD. 60% of the time, children with ADHD have at least another issue that's going on with them. Now, this is going to make a lot of sense to so many parents out there who are saying, look, we've followed everything that goes along with ADHD because this is what happens. Parents, they get the diagnoses of ADHD or whatever it may be. They immediately jump online. They do the research. They do their homework. They find the best practices and they start implementing. 
And yet, at the same time, as they're working through this, they're starting to notice these other issues that are happening, and they don't know exactly why those are happening or why this treatment modality is not effective. So it's important for parents to understand that if your child is not responding to consistent treatment, okay, and that you are working with your child consistently, and that's the key phrase, you're consistently working on ADHD, but you're noticing some additional behaviors that fall outside the scope of the diagnoses, your child may be dealing with complex ADHD. In children, you can find that children who have complex ADHD will also be highly anxious, they may develop tics, they will be oppositional defiant, they may have some learning disabilities, they'll have some mood disorders. Sometimes they turn to substance abuse in order to help alleviate some of the frustration that they are feeling. Keep that in mind. You're going to be observing your child if your child has been diagnosed with ADHD, but there are other behaviors around the diagnoses and the symptoms of ADHD they may be dealing with complex ADHD. Now, it's important for you to speak with the pediatrician about what you need to do in order to address complex ADHD. And your pediatrician and therapist will be able to make the official diagnoses of this is more than just ADHD, this is complex ADHD. Let's formulate a treatment plan around it. Now, the mother who had called me about her son who he was dealing with tics, he was dealing with oppositional defiant behaviors, he had some mood issues, and he was anxious. We discussed specifically those issues that fell outside of the umbrella of the diagnoses of ADHD and focused in on ways that we could help improve his overall functioning because it was affecting his life in school and with friends. Once we know what we're dealing with, we're better capable of helping. In her case, the idea behind helping her focus in on his defiant behavior was where we were going to start. And that had a lot to do with the way that she interacted with her child. The text she was going to talk about with her pediatrician, the anxiety they were going to talk about with the uh, clinician as well. The oppositional defiant behavior is the one that we were going to focus on as a coach and as a parent. In order to do this, we had to evaluate her interactions with her son. What are the things that she's doing with her son that cause him to continually argue with her? Now, that sounds a little bit backwards, but there are certain things that parents do sometimes that do not help the child calm down. And it's important for you to recognize your contribution to your child's behaviors. Once you can recognize that, hey, maybe I'm feeding this fire, you can back off and find a different alternative way to work with your child. So with this mother, we started focusing in on observe and describe. And the skill of observe and describe is found on the Smarter Parenting website. It's available for free. It's a, there's a video there that gives you an explanation and gives you examples of parents using the skill with younger children and older children. But what I wanted her to do was to use the skill of observe and describe with her son when he was being oppositionally defiant with her. Now, it's so simple. This skill is a very simple skill. What you do is you just observe your child's behavior and you describe it to your child. And what that does is it brings your child focused in on behaviors and what is happening in the present. 
one of the most important parts of observe and describe is that you're not attaching emotion or judgment to what you're observing. You're simply stating what you see. One of the tips that I give a lot of parents when they're using this skill is to take a mental picture of your child and just describe what you see in the picture. You're not going to add any, I feel this, or you feel that, or you... No, you're just going to describe what you see. Now, I role-played this with her multiple times to help her realize that there were moments she would interject her own narrative into what was happening. And I told her, when you start inserting your narrative in there, that's where a lot more defiance is going to happen. So she just needed to focus in on observing his behavior and describing it back to him, remaining calm while she does it, and helping him to recognize what behavior she wanted him to do instead. With her, one of the things that we practiced together was this idea that he would come home, he would argue with her about not being able to get a treat, a specific cookie that he really likes unless he did his chores first. Before, this mother would try and explain it to him and say, well, you know, in order to be fair and in order for us to be able to give you a reward after you do the work, that's just the way it works. She was explaining all these things to him, but for her child, he did not have the capacity to really grasp all those concepts and internalize them. So I had her use, observe, and describe, and it sounded something like this. Okay, right now, you are raising your voice at me, and you are clenching your fists. And we left it alone. And we just focused in on those types of behaviors because what that does is it pulls his attention into the world and into the reality of the moment and that you are paying attention to him, but that you are not going to be entertaining more thoughts around what is happening. You're not going to be expressing judgment. He can't argue with you because that's exactly what he's doing. And so we practiced it. We practiced, 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 and uh, she reported later that it was highly effective for her child because she was able to remain calm through the interaction. And once she was able to observe and describe the behavior she was seeing, she was then able to help her child focus in on a behavior she wanted him to have. That would sound something like this. Right now, you are raising your voice at me. Your fists are clenched. What you need to do now is take a deep breath. One simple instruction. And she would just repeat this over and over and over again. Can you see how concise and straightforward that is in helping a child reassess where they're at and what's happening with them? Now, we are focusing in on the oppositional defiant disorder portion of the ADHD issues because ADHD has been addressed and is being addressed by the pediatrician and the therapist. My contribution to the parenting piece is to help her realize exactly how to engage with her child in dealing with oppositional defiant behavior and what she should do in order to de-escalate it and help her son be more successful. As we continue to work together on this issue of complex ADHD, she did some research online. She was able to find out more information about complex ADHD. It's not really a term that has been around a long time. So be aware there's a lot of information out there that they're still trying to gather in understanding complex ADHD. My recommendation for her was to keep a behavioral journal of her child's behaviors. 
take it into the pediatrician, and then discuss with the pediatrician the additional symptoms that she's observing, like the tics, like the oppositional defiant behavior that he's exhibiting, like anxiety. That way, it gives the pediatrician more information to help, and then we find a more tailored treatment program for her and her son to become successful. Now, I've talked a lot about complex ADHD during this podcast. It is an important topic. And for parents with children, you're going to find that this happens quite a bit where you will be learning more and more and more about your child's struggles and you'll want to find ways to help. I do need to let you know that with complex ADHD or the additional symptoms that are involved with complex ADHD, there is a high rate that there are other things going on with your child in addition to the ADHD. Be aware of that. It's not uncommon. This is a very common thing that happens to people who struggle with ADHD, and especially if it's not treated. Now, in children, behavior conduct problems are more likely to occur. With adults, you'll see more anxiety and a possible issue with substance abuse to help people navigate their lives or find ways to control the things that are in their environment. Keep that in mind that it does change over time. Are these things going to last forever? No, they're not. So just be aware things are not going to last forever. Uh, It will change. It will morph. And as you interject and you start to become a more proactive parent in your overall presentation and the way that you engage with your child, your child is going to change as well. And some of these things may decrease to the point where they're no longer issues. If you are concerned, oh, this is something that's going to be here forever, just keep in mind that in many instances, a lot of parents with proper parenting techniques and with treatment are able to overcome some of these more difficult issues. Complex ADHD is a very difficult thing to work with because you're dealing with so many different things, which is why asking questions is great, which is why keeping a behavioral journal is great. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what a behavioral journal is, it's just a journal that you keep in between physician visits and therapist visits that keeps track of the date, how many times your child is struggling throughout the day, the time that it occurs, and then you're going to rate it, like how severe it was. What that does is it helps you during your visits with these professionals to give them a better picture, and it helps them recognize patterns in behaviors. Many times parents are able to recognize the patterns before the clinician or the doctor is able to do that. I always recommend that parents keep a behavioral journal. One of the main reasons is once we get into a visit with a physician or with our therapist, we have an hour at most. For pediatricians, it's probably 15 minutes to tell them everything that's going on, and then they come up with a solution. If you go in there well-armed with information, they can make a better decision. You can help them along that journey because you're there and you're observing these things. So just keep track of it. Take it in during your next visit and explain, this is what I'm observing. These are the things that are happening. He's always upset at around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Is there something we can do to help him navigate that better? Those are the types of things that I would recommend that parents do. And for parents, using the skill of observe and describe in order to help de-escalate situations. And don't get stuck into trying to explain things or trying to rationalize things with children. 
when they are in a state where they cannot comply. You want to de-escalate the situation first. You want to wait for a more neutral time and then help communicate more of the reasoning behind what you do, what you do, and what they did. So that's the takeaway. Complex ADHD, keep that in mind as a parent. There may be more than ADHD that's going on. And now you know what it is. And I want you to begin using Observe and Describe. Again, you can find that on the Smarter Parenting website under the Lessons tab. Feel free to watch the video and enjoy it. That's it for me for this week. I will see you again next week. All right, bye.